Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, March 3rd. U.S. equity futures are up modestly this morning, so you have S&P futures up eight points. It's about 22 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up 30 points. It's about 25 basis points. And Dow futures are up 40 points, which is about 11 basis points. The major European indices are trading better. They're up about 70 to 80 basis points. You're seeing broad gains in Europe, um, but outperformers include autos, basic resources, financial services, tech, and retail. You're seeing underperformance in Europe in insurance, media, and energy. And then Asia generally traded higher across the board. Japan was up over a percent. The Hang Seng rallied about 70 basis points. The Shanghai Comp rallied about 50 basis points. So relatively slow evening since the U.S. closed yesterday. Um, a few items are in, in, uh, important to note. So the most important headline, I think, came out at about 5 a.m. just a little bit ago, and it was the Eurozone PPI for January. And this is the first piece of economic data that kind of breaks the cycle of hot figures, higher rates. So the PPI undershot the street, fell substantially versus December. It's still very elevated on an absolute basis, but again, directionally, it's it's it was encouraging. Um, and this, again, the first piece of economic data that kind of pushes back on that on that narrative that we've been dealing with. Um, hardly a reason to kind of abandon the fear that the economy is running way too hot for central banks. Um, and it doesn't even come close to um, being as important as, you know, the U.S. jobs report or the U.S. CPI or even the European CPI. But again, it's still um, somewhat encouraging. You also had the U.N. food index for February, which inched down marginally for the 11th consecutive month. Um, and then, you know, you had Costco on their call last night talking about disinflation, and they gave you kind of granular details by month in terms of year-on-year change in prices. So none of this, again, is is anything to kind of um, wake up this morning and declare that, uh, you know, this, this, this run of very hot January data is over, and that we can kind of go back into uh, and to just rally stocks back up to their highs at all. But again, I think it's kind of the first instance where you can wake up in the morning and push back on that narrative. Um, you know, we get the uh, services ISM for the U.S. at 10 a.m. today. It's going to be much more important than any of that, any of those data, any of the data that I just mentioned. Um, you know, ideally, we want the growth components of that index to stay healthy while the prices paid piece um, falls. And then as we look into next week, the jobs report on Friday, obviously, is going to be the single most important piece of data, followed by the CPI, which we get uh, on March 14th. But like I said, um, you know, for the first time in a while, you're able to push back. You have treasuries have a bid this morning. Yields are, are down a handful of basis points. So it's uh, it's a start. Other than all of that, nothing to uh, nothing really all that important to talk about. The big um, Chinese economic conference, the National People's Congress, kicks off this weekend. Um, there's a lot of articles being written about the uh, the economy and how robust it is at the at the moment. You are seeing a very powerful rebound as reopening proceeds. Um, you know that that all is accurate, but the economy was never really China's problem right now. I think the bigger the bigger fear in China is, um, you know, the risk that they will supply weapons to Russia and then open themselves up to U.S. EU sanctions, coupled with just the broader decoupling that's that's ongoing between the U.S. and China. Um, you know, so the economy is doing very well at the moment, but again, I don't think that was really ever in doubt. It's more the geopolitical, the geopolitical risks surrounding China. 
on the company-specific front. It was a busy evening of earnings. Um, Avago, HP Enterprises, Lufanza in Europe this morning, and then VMware all were positive. Um, Dell had had poor guidance. That's weighing on that stock. Marvel had poor guidance. Uh, Costco's earnings were fine, but their February same-store sales fell short of expectations. Um, but again, none of the none of those companies are really kind of shifting the broader macro narrative all that much. Other than, like I said, I think the Costco inflation commentary was somewhat encouraging. Um, so the services ISM hits at 10 a.m. today. That's going to be the big highlight. You are going to get the Fed's semi-annual monetary report to Congress today. So this um, that report always hits the Friday before the Fed chairman um, testifies before Congress. So Powell is testifying before the House next Tuesday. I'm sorry, before the Senate next Tuesday, um, and then before the House on Wednesday. That testimony is going to be a lot more important than the today's report, but that report will still obviously be uh, be read pretty closely. There are no major earnings reports out in the U.S. today. Um, and just quickly looking into next week. So in addition to that Powell testimony, that will be the most important event, um, along with the Friday jobs report. A couple of other items, you will get a JOLTS report on Wednesday. You have a couple of central bank decisions, including Australia, Canada, and Japan. Um, and then there's really nothing too major on the earnings front next week. Um, you have a few uh, a few stragglers, but nothing t- super incremental. Um, and then you have a bunch of conferences next week, so sell side conferences at which companies will be speaking and providing updates on um, on the state of their their Q1. And that is everything for today, Friday, March third. Thank you for listening.